Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology. I'm Hollis Taylor, and um, I am one of your astrologers this week. And you can find out about me on my website, Divine Androgen, at uh, divineandrogen.com. The link is in the description. Hi there. I'm Bright Hawk. Pleasure to be with you here at Rainbow Soul Astrology. I'm a musician, a storyteller, an astrologer. You can find out more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. I'm the author of the award-winning book, The Dancing Hippo. I don't currently have a copy in front of me, but it's a gender-neutral book. It's really fun. It takes place in Africa, and it's a story about resilience. Yeah, so happy to introduce. Hi, I'm LaCrosse Ortiz. This way, this way. <laughs> LaCrosse Ortiz. Uh, jack of all trades, master of none, professional student. Um, you can find my book, A Fool's Journey, color journal on um, Amazon. And you can also find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, we've made it through eclipse season. Congratulations. I know it was really intense for some folks, depending on what your sign was. But we can take a collective. <sighs> Maybe. Because one thing you can count on each moment is followed by another one. So this week is quite a week. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a we have a big couple of weeks in front of us. <laughs> yeah. So. All yeah. right. But, but let's... before that. Yeah, let's take a moment to do a little meditation and get ourselves grounded and centered. <sighs> I invite you to take a few deep breaths to blow out <sighs> any stress you might still be carrying. And in the meantime, I want you to imagine the night starry sky. And as you are part of this night starring sky, I want you to imagine yourself sort of floating in the night starry sky. Imagining your entire body just being free in gravity and floating through space. And you realize that you are staring at planet Earth. And as we stare at planet Earth and sort of float on the outskirts like a satellite, We begin to have a view of all the countries, of all the oceans, of all the places. 
you recognize them because, you know, you kind of know your geography. And you notice the places that you recognize. And you notice little islands and stuff, maybe that you don't. And I invite you to just let go of all the labels that we put on all of these places and these borders, these oceans. And just allow them to just fade and just instead take in the beauty of planet Earth all on her own how magical she is, how the oceans are fully pushing the weather and the winds around the earth, and how the earth's turn seems to keep everything in line. how gravity keeps all of the humans and the animals and everything else still down there on Earth. The magic of the atmosphere of planet Earth and the magic of the planet as a whole. you to recognize that you are just one person in a timeline that has been here for a very long time. Longer than we know, really. And we don't know how long it will go. And all those people you love and all those people you feel connected to, and all those very important things in your life, recognize how small they are compared to the rest of the planet Earth. And as you take in the planet Earth, also hope that you will recognize how we are all deeply connected without borders, without colors, without anything that separates us, including oceans, and that all of us are deeply connected to this planet planet Earth. And how it is deeply important for each one of us to gain harmony within ourselves so that we can gain harmony with others. So that we can all in harmony with this planet. And I hope you will take your energetic magic to see planet Earth functioning in a harmonious way. And just see it done. and our differences and all our different colors and different ways that we will find a way to be harmonious on planet Earth, to treat the planet with respect and to treat each other with respect. Take this moment to come back into your body, floating up in space, 
as you prepare to go back down like a rocket through the atmosphere, landing back in this little world of yours, in this little space, in the spot that you are sitting, in the spot you are being, surrounded again by people you love. Take a moment to come back into your body and know that we are all working towards a harmonious planet. Come back and wiggle your toes, stretch your fingers become present in your body, in the here and now. <laughs> Including my dog, Charlie. He's <laughs> currently adjusting himself. He followed instructions really well, right? But <laughs> you said stretch. He stretched. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> Yay. <laughs> Good job, Brighthawk. Oh my gosh, if you're wondering where we are, we are in our van. <laughs> we are at, um, we are in Southern Colorado, um, near Monte Vista and Aramosa at, um, Alamosa at, um, very close to Great, Great Sand Dunes National Park. Yeah. We've been there a couple times now. It's been really cool. It's really neat. Mm -hmm. It's the largest, lar highest sand dune in North America. Part, some of it is uh, I, some crazy. But we're not in the desert. Yeah. It's actually on the edge of the mountains. It's called the San Luis Valley. And it's so. Where, um, crest, uh, uh, crest, yeah, Crestone, right? No. Well, Crestone's a while up. Yeah, but it's, it's actually, in the same valley as Creston, Colorado. But anyway, and so it uh, is just essentially the sand that comes off the mountains has completely built up to these huge sand dunes. Sometimes people go there and do sandboarding and stuff. I will say that neither of us were brave enough to do that. It's really we, windy. They should call it Great Winds. Super windy. It's national. There's a cool sand, little, there's a cool little sand dune. river going along. Um, it, which was kind of fun. That was cool. Um, and so that's where we've been. We're actually down here to visit uh, nursing homes. Okay. And so that's why we're down here with our nonprofit called Let's Dance. Let'sdanceactivities.org. We visit nursing homes all over the state of Colorado. Yeah, we've seen the vets and several communities and it's going really well. Yeah. And then next we'll see special needs communities in Colorado Springs. But yeah. first we go south to... So we're staying in our camper van that we lived in for five years. So we're pretty familiar with it, um, you know, and um, we also have our dog. Uh, but we lived in this for like four or five years or something like that. So in the before times, before the pandemic. <laughs> That's how we know we can get along really, really well. We <laughs> lived in a really small space for a really long time and we totally love each other. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You get used to rubbing butts and things like that together, you know. <laughs> the living room and the kitchen and the <laughs> it's all very compact. dining area are all in the same spot <laughs> so it's like three steps away yeah so well, let's talk astrology oh my goodness right i'm just gonna say oh my goodness a like a few times um yeah it took me a little while to get this prepared and i was a little like why is this taking me so long um and you know what i don't really know Except that um, I needed to take my time 
Uh-oh, it's pausing my screen share. Why does it do this? Okay. I don't know. All right. Good. Paused it again. Okay. Uh, See it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll just have to keep going back and forth um, for some reason when it does that. Okay. So um, this is for May 22nd through the 28th. And I just want to say that the kite that I talked about last week will still be here. Okay. But what will what has begun to happen, um, and one of the reasons I wasn't picking up some of the strongest aspects, so I apologize for last week, I did not pick up one of the strongest aspects happening because for some reason, Pluto, you know, Mercury retrograde probably, um, <laughs> Pluto got unchecked as what's aspecting Pluto. And so I didn't recognize that Pluto was um, directly across the sky from Mars. And so you can see that red line now, it goes directly across and there in opposition, which um, probably the last week, um, you've probably started to experience some discourse with people that you're um, in a one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one with or, uh, people you're in relationship with, but also leadership qualities, um, things that might have to do with death or change, um, including war, um, including like things that can be pretty challenging, like tempers and especially with Mars and Leo, because Mars and Leo is, um, well, Mars rules Scorpio. Leo is normally way more noble uh, than Mars tends to. Mars tends to be more about just war and can sometimes be the part that starts fights and things like that. Also, it can start discourse like in your health or it can kind of like turn things upside down and stuff like that. So if you've been experiencing some health things that may also be going on and then as it moves into Leo, it's going to kind of, um, you know, you should, if you have um, any kind of heart conditions or anything like that, I'm just going to let you know, go to the doctor, be careful, follow your doctor's orders, take your medication, do the thing you're supposed to do, okay? Um, while Mars is in Leo in particular, because Leo rules the heart, okay? And Mars tends to be fast and wham um, type of energy. And so, uh, yeah, so you just want to be careful with that. And with it in opposition to Pluto, if there are people struggling in that way, you might just want to be careful. Don't, you know, don't walk around in fear or whatever. Try not to. Um, but, you know, be careful. Take care of yourself. Take your medication. Do the right thing. Okay. Um, and it's, the thing is, is that there's a grand cross that has formed. Um, so Jupiter is up there in Taurus and it's also in opposition to the South node in Scorpio. So right away I start to think about where did you come from and where spiritually are you headed that is pulling you forward. Maybe you're attached to some luxuries. Maybe this has something to do with like money or luxuries or the things that you want to do in life. Um, and it's in opposition to the South Node in Scorpio. So that tells me like, you know, maybe I don't want to be poor anymore, right? So like that kind of attitude, right? Um, and it could really compel, a Grand Cross can compel you, can push you to make changes. It can kind of force you to make changes or push you in the right direction 
to make the choices that spirit wants you to make. So, um, I know I personally have been pushed to make, make the decisions. I've recognized some things through the eclipse and now through this grand cross that maybe I should do this and maybe I should do that. Okay. And so if you're starting to notice those kinds of things, pay attention to them. And Neptune is also in opposition to Ceres. So you can see all those red lines that are kind of going through. Um, they're, they're challenging and they usually have to do also with one-on-one -on -one, um, relationships or relationships with particular things. So it could be like your relationship with your job or your relationship with luxuries, your relationship with money, your relationship with your body, right? Okay. And so you have to, um, it's, it's spirits asking you to, to take care of yourself. And with Neptune in opposition to Ceres, that could be your relationship with your mother. <laughs> uh, and since we just had Mother's Day, maybe uh, something has come up for you. Uh, maybe you need to speak your truth or whatever's going on there. Now the kite is still going. The kite is still going on. So, you know, like I'm you still want to try to make the right changes, try to go to the right direction, try to listen to yourself and follow what you know is right. But you could run into some challenge with this grand cross with this grand cross going on. Yeah, because it's all about those oppositions and and we're going to talk a lot about T squares and T squares are oppositions with two squares, you know, a base, an opposition base and then it's squaring both things, right? Um, <clears throat> so in terms of the moon uh, at the beginning of the week, it's a waxing crescent. We're working our way back towards a full moon. It's a moon in Cancer. So we know when the moon is in Cancer, it's come home. Ah, how do you feel when you come home? You feel, ah, you feel comfortable. Moon in Cancer is, you know, needs are met and, and home is very important. It's a void moon, um, so it's not as strong, um, and the moon is conjunct Venus. That's the big thing that I would point out is the conjunct Venus, because um, the moon and Venus get along very well, of course. They're both very emotional and sensitive and instinctual, and, um, and then it's in a trine to Saturn, so that's a nice aspect. Trines are blessings, and so are sextiles. And so a sextile to Mercury um, is a good thing. Maybe you can have a, a, a wonderful conversation with somebody who's important to you, and it goes really well, and you both feel really charged up. And, and you know, Mercury, of course, is now moving direct and um, starting to come back to the place that it was in April. So Mercury is starting slowly but surely starting to pick up speed. And... Um, so that big T-square that we've just, we're going to, it's all week. It was last well, week. Well, Grand Cross is, two, is uh, like like yeah. four T-squares. Right. So. so you could just keep doing geometry based <laughs> on this. But the big T-square that um, most astrologers are talking about is Pluto opposite Mars. And then the top of the T is Jupiter in the North Node. But Mercury is also sitting right there. So depending on which aspect it only has to be within eight degrees of orb um and so you know <laughs> we have a we have some it, you have those oppositions which are meant to initiate conversations across the sky right um and the arbiter is the one at the top of the t the facilitator the one that can help you um maybe see the way through. So sometimes confrontation isn't, it, it becomes more heated when it's head on, right? But then if you turn a little bit this way and you have a conversation with the top of the T, be it whatever it be, in this case, we're talking about Jupiter um, in the T square with Mars and Pluto. And that's, that's where you go to for the, for the energy to, mm -hmm. to sort of move into the next thing. Yeah, I have to change the thing every time we um change screens. Change yeah. Background. Yeah. So yep, done. Children. Um so uh yeah. 
so then we can make the screen big. But this is um, this is uh t Tuesday, um, and so you can see that that square those those t squares will continue. Um, there's also a t square between Jupiter and the south node pointing to Mars in Leo, which is also um, has Pallas Athena right next to it. So I'm gonna ask you to look at your strategies and try to make better strategies to deal with things, especially learning how to deal with um, maybe certain personalities or how to deal with this or that. Like, you know, try to make a strategy, try to, try to find a way um, in there. Um, and the thing is, is that T-squares, these T-squares and this um, Grand Cross is going to be going on for a while. So it's probably going to like yeah. kind of build up to it last yeah. week and then it's going to start to unfold. And, um, and then, you know, it's probably going to be challenging, but I just want to say that, you know, try to, um, find the ways that you've been pulled forward, try to find your best self to surf through it and try to use some good strategies. I feel like if you, uh, start to engage good strategies, that will greatly, that will greatly increase. And you may also want to try, um, like engaging your spiritual self, because what I noticed is that Pluto, Pluto is actually sextiling Neptune and um, Pluto can sometimes be spiritual, especially if you put it with Neptune, um, because Pluto's going to say, hey, you know, what are your power dynamics? Maybe you need to, uh, you know, figure out how those are going to be power dynamics are going to come on full screen. Like you're going to see them and um, they could really bug you. Um, and then at the same time, also Neptune is going to kind of wake up your third eye. Like you may become aware of like the way people's, uh, maybe intentions around you and things like that. So listen to that. Take time to meditate. Take time to be quiet. Take time to, um, to, to, you know, do whatever practice you have to do. Um, to awaken those abilities because that's probably going to be something that could really help you. I know me personally, if I'm really struggling with personal dynamics, it's sometimes easier if I back up and then en engage, um, engage on a more psychic level or at least take the time to try to tap in to the energies and I say, what's really going on here? You know, because you're seeing one thing, but there's something sometimes underneath that isn't that is more energetic or could even be related to your history um, or something from the past or even something from their past. And they're just projecting it onto you. Right. Mm -hmm. So and try to take care of yourself because that will also work out. That will help you in this. Yeah, I think that's a really important idea. I think that um, the square to Chiron is, you know, uh, uh, almost asking you to make sure you're checked in on that. You, there's some nice energy with the moon, you know, it's still conjunct Venus, so that's sweet. And sextile Uranus, Ceres, and Vesta, um, <clears throat> and trine Neptune. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I so think that's all really good energy and... Yeah, and the yeah. thing is, is that I noticed this week, I don't know if it just changed there, probably not. Mm -mm. Okay, so in order for me to change them, that's probably not changing for you, lacrosse. Okay, like when I change them, that's what I'm recognizing. Yeah. Yeah, Shoot. so okay. there we go. And so there you can see the Grand Cross is getting darker, right? You can see that there's red cross in the middle. So it's going to get darker through the week, meaning it's going to get harder. It's going to get more aligned and it's going to become more clear about the people 
some people in your life or even you saying, but I've always done it this way. <laughs> we've always done it this way. This is how we've always done it. And that attitude is going to just, mm. that is going to send you. It's going to like, because it's all fixed signs. So it's Taurus, it's Aquarius, it's Scorpio and Leo, which are all fixed signs. And so those four signs that I just listed, Taurus, Aquarius, Scorpio, and Leo, if you have a major aspect there, don't hold on to the way you've always done it because that's going to really mess up things it's going to make it worse so the best thing you could do is try to find a new way forward which is saturn and pisces saturn and pisces is trying to rebuild a new way of doing things and Saturn and Pisces is saying, yeah, you may have always done it that way, honey, but we're not doing it that way anymore. Okay. And Saturn is asking you to change. And with, with these, with this grand cross, you're not going to have a choice. It will change one way or another. It's going to change. Yeah. So better to just get in the river and not hang onto the rocks because sooner you get into the flow, the less difficult it'll feel. Because it could be a challenge, definitely, with that fixed energy. It could be a real challenge. Yeah, and it will build up. So what's this, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And on Wednesday, the moon moves into Leo. I have a Leo moon. So I'm very familiar with Leo moon. Um, Leo moon is a natural leader, likes to make sure that everyone's taken care of, um, is creative, um, challenge part of a Leo moon is arrogance, um, standoffishness. Um, the best part of a Leo moon is the collaborator and the nobility, nobility right? Nobility, yeah, know, taking care of everyone. And, mm -hmm. um, That's know. what when I always think of Leo, I always think of well, this all this hair, but I mean, outside <laughs> of that, I also think about, um, I also think about the, um, the nobility. So you think about like the Lion King with the lion on the edge, you know, the lion on that rock who's kind of the leader, the noble leader. But at the same time, if you know, if you know anything about leadership, you immediately know that if the Leo, if the leader clings on to the way they've always done things or the old ways, then it usually doesn't go well and things kind of get a little screwed up. Yeah. Um, so um so yeah, so if anyone has Leo or uh, Leo placements, I'd say on this, what's this? This is Wednesday. So yeah. yeah, so now the moon has left the conversation with Venus and now is starting the conversation with Mars. And then it's going to hit um, Pallas Athena and Lilith. And, uh, and it's opposite <clears throat> Pluto. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So yeah. it's influencing that same T-square we keep talking about. Mars opposite Pluto, uh, T-squaring um, Jupiter. And um, yeah, so the nice thing again is that trying to Neptune. What are your dreams? How are you dreaming? How are you making your dreams come true? Um, and a square to Mercury, you know, because everything's moving. And with the trying to Neptune, I'm just going to say... It's a great day to do your readings. Just mm. don't do it the way you've always done it. Like if you all of a sudden feel you should use the other deck or don't use both of those things you used to use or you should bring a new stone over near you, do that, okay? Do that. Don't don't be glued to the way you've always done readings. Be, be open but because the Neptune is trining the moon. So that's going to be a blessing for readings. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, looks good. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. And so, um, shoot, <laughs> it changed it, but I'm sure it didn't change it for y'all. So, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There we go. And so for Thursday, um, we're still in that square. And that's what I noticed pretty much. For the 
the Grand Cross will continue. And of course, there's multiple squares between Leo and Taurus, which For are sure. both fixed signs. Leo is a little bit more about leadership and nobility, and Taurus is a little bit more about luxury and luxurious things and pleasure and let's just enjoy ourselves and yeah mm -hmm. and jupiter in taurus since it's squaring a lot of things i would also say you know you might feel um a want or a desire for indulgence like whatever that luxurious thing that you have is, I know what mine is, I like to go out to eat, you're going to want it again and again and again. And you know what? Maybe you just do it. I don't know. But you have to decide that. And so be careful of that. That's what I'm going to tell you. And, you know, also be aware of, like, and uh, what you grasp onto, like I said. What you grasp onto the way you've always done it. That's going to be the thing. Yeah. And that's going to go on for like a couple of weeks. Now. Yeah. And it just keeps showing up. That same message just keeps showing up over and over because, yeah, it's written in the stars. You can't make it up. Because we got to change. And yeah. that's really what the universe is asking yeah. us to do. Because, you know, if we, if we did all stay the way we are now. How boring. Well, not only would it be boring, but there's a lot of things that need to change. And we Absolutely. all know that. Yeah, we would all sure. agree on that. We would all be like, yeah, we need to get more harmony with Mother Nature. Yeah. We need to do something about our planet. We need to we need to not be at war with each other. There's so many things that need to change. And so the universe is trying to push the human race through an evolution. And we're trying to evolve. So be sure you take the time to evolve. That's one of my things is like, I don't want to get left behind. I don't know if any of you have that ever have that feeling, but don't get left behind. Mm. You know, don't other people could be evolving around you very quickly. And so you need to also get on your evolution and change with the world, change with it. And with the, I think the strongest trine that's happening is Chiron with Lilith retrograde. But Lilith is retrograde in the first in um, Leo. And so that means Leo, Lilith uh, rules not only female sexuality, so if that comes up for you, you can pay attention to that if you're, or feminine sexuality, not just female, but feminine, like the feminine expression of sexuality, including feminine empower, sexual empowerment. She's, Lilith pretty much rules sexual empowerment for women um, and for feminine energy. So I would include trans women in that, um, where a trans woman finally owns her sexuality, which I know that trans women sometimes struggle with their sexuality. So I'm just saying with it trining Chiron like that, Lilith also rules independence and independent strength. Okay. And especially female independence or feminine independence, right? So if you, but it's retrograde in Leo. So it's kind of asking you, do you have to do everything alone? Could you try to cooperate with people and recognize maybe, I know I personally tend to be fiercely independent. And so I tend to be like, I'll just do it myself. I don't need anybody. Right. Okay. And, and that's, that got me through. It was my survive, my survival instinct that got me through. And maybe you can identify with that where you feel like, well, that's what got me through all these years, right? But now spirit is asking you, the universe is asking mm -hmm. you, are there some times that there are some people in a good, noble place that you could cooperate with? And I see that the moon is conjunct Lilith too. Right. So it's probably going to be a little bit of an emotional process where you're like, all these. And it's squaring the nodes. So, you know, the south node's your past, your north node's your future. And so it's, again, it's just that same seesaw, that same, um, what's the fulcrum point? What's the, what's the balance point for you between those two energies in your chart? 
where are they talking and how are they getting along and who's the third point arbiter for you and in this case that third point in the t-square you know it, it it's crowded up there that, <laughs> that's where it's at yeah that, those are the ones you want to call on and um and i think there's a lot to be said about where we came from and chiron and the south node both which uh, Chiron's involved in a trine and the south node's involved in the T-squares and the Grand Cross. So it's literally asking us to look backwards mm. and say, what can I overcome? And so uh, with Lilith and Leo, that's your answer. And that's what I'm telling you, is that's your answer to that. Like, yeah. instead of holding on to the way it was always, right. go independent, be independent, yeah. and maybe team up with people that you do feel are noble and aligned. So that might mean that some people, you recognize that they have some cuckoo ways. Maybe they're controlling, maybe they're power hungry, maybe they're taking advantage of you or manipulating you. And so then you turn around and you instead team up or uh, pair or lead in a way that is uh, more noble uh, and more, uh, more independent. Because mm -hmm. of that Lilith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna try to push you that way for sure. And then uh let's see here. So um now uh this is I think Thursday. we're on Friday Thursday, Friday. Friday. <laughs> I think we're on Friday now. Um and with Friday, you know. Uh, I see, you know, you have a little bit of, we still have the same Grand Cross. Right. But at the same time, we also have Neptune across from Ceres. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it's, again, about nurturing yourself. And that could, you know, there could be some things getting in the way of that. There could mm -hmm. be people or other things getting in the way of you taking care of yourself. So what are mm -hmm. those things? Mm -hmm. Sure. And the moon is uh, in Leo still. It'll be a void moon at this point. So again, it'll be uh, less strong. It's still waxing, etc. Um, But it's in a trine now to Jupiter instead of a square, which is great. And it's also in a trine to Chiron. So those are both blessed energies, blessed up energies. And um make things flow i would imagine this would also be make for a good reading day for that trying to chiron um maybe mm -hmm. it could help uh with actually with healing mm -hmm. um or if you're a healer of any kind or you do any kind of reiki healing or you're or you are a coach a mental health coach or something like that this is going to be a good day with that um, to help uh, people overcome emotional stuff. Or if you're working on your own crap and, you know, you, you're trying to deal with some old stuff and you've been working really hard on it, this is going to be a good day for you. It'll be easier uh, for you to sort of find your way through things, maybe then for others. Okay. Great. Especially with Chiron. And it will still be trining Lilith on that day as well. Mm -hmm. And for Saturday, um, Saturday, uh, yeah, we have, you know, the trines, um, the squares are going to start loosening up all of the squares between Taurus and Leo. They're going to start loosening up a little bit. Um, so what does that mean? That means the orb's going to be getting a little further away. So you might notice a release of some stresses, like some stresses might actually get resolved <laughs> by the weekend, um, which could be great, or it could feel a little bit better at least. And you could have found a way through or found a good strategy, hopefully, unless you're still trying to do it the way you always done it, because then you probably didn't. <laughs> And the moon is going to move into Virgo, practical Virgo, nurturing Virgo, uh, uh, problem solver Virgo. Um, and it'll be in the first quarter now, uh, the crescent moon. And um, is that right? First quarter? No, half moon. Um, the T-square 
you can see that the moon is opposite Saturn right there. And so um, that forms the base. And then it's um, actually the top of the square is the sun. See the sun at the top there? Yeah. So um, on a nice note, <laughs> moon's trining Jupiter again, still, and still trining Mercury. So, you know, they're both at the top there, and uh, that'll make things flow in a good way. Hopefully, you so can the, at least talk about it. So that conversation, it. you know, the moon opposite Saturn, you know, what are you doing? Get practical. Have you got a schedule? What's your What's your infrastructure? Do you have what you need? And if it gets really challenging between the moon and Saturn emotionally, turn to the sun. What are you thinking about? The sun is in Gemini. So we think about how we're going to create a better structure and um, mm -hmm. emotionally support ourselves in a good way. That T-square with the moon in opposition to Saturn just tells me that emotionally the system might not be working for you. Um, or you need to rebuild a system of some sort and, um, it's going to probably drive you a little crazy. And, uh, with the sun in Gemini, it might feel like, it might feel like some people have, you might just want to be aware of two-faced people. Hmm. Literally. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Could be challenging. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So just be careful. You know, I always say be careful who you trust. You know, sometimes some of us, some of us could use some lessons from the other people that trust too much. So there's some people that trust too much. And then there's some of us that don't trust at all. And um, it's somewhere in the middle. I try to allow people to earn trust. And if they earn it, I'll give it to them, but they earn it one step at a time, one building block at a time. And if you don't earn it, then I can't help you. Um, and if you break my trust, then I want to try to always remember how you broke my trust and don't ignore that. Don't let those red flags go away. Don't, um, don't, don't pretend the red flag is a green flag. Um, you know, or a white flag, just, just, just see it and be like, okay, well, they've been trustworthy three times and not trustworthy one time. Okay. So now, you know, they're not completely trustworthy. They are kind of sort of trustworthy. Maybe they're trustworthy with some things. And if a person to me has not been trustworthy three, three strikes and you're out <laughs> and that's it for me, man. Like, I'm like, okay, three strikes, you're out goodbye um and i won't necessarily tell them i'll just be like we're done and i'll just stop interacting with the person because i don't want to get into an argument or a conflict about it because there is no debating it i no longer trust you because you have now broken my trust three times and so once that happens usually after two times i'll start to back up and then by the third time i'm probably not going to do much with you at all uh, but I learned that the hard way. Um, I definitely had somebody, I had a partner that I trusted a couple thousand times. So um, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. You deserve better. You deserve to be treated well. And so I'm just saying, pay attention to who you're trusting there and pay attention to who deserves your trust and let people earn your trust. Don't just give it away. Your trust deserves to be earned. And if a person earns it, then fine. But if they don't, you're worth, you're worthy. So that would be my offer on that one. Uh, with a, with the sun, with the sun in Gemini, um, with the sun in Gemini, uh, the problem is, is that it doesn't yeah. show them that I'm changing it. With yeah. the sun in Gemini, it just tells me someone is probably going to be a two-faced type of situation. Um, and now things are going to start to loosen up. Yeah, you see, when you start to see more blue than red on the chart, blue is the color of trines and red is the color of oppositions and squares, you start to go, oh, good. <laughs> because there's that flowy energy we like to talk about. But sometimes, 
sometimes too many trines and you take everything for granted. But after all these T-squares and of course the T-squares that we've been talking about long-term still sitting there because things move very slowly for Pluto. Um, you have Mars sitting at four degrees and that lines up to the North node and three degrees. Yeah. So still sitting there. Um, the moon is now uh, st is still um, waxing in Virgo, and we have a rectangle. So you're going to have to help us understand a mystic rectangle. But basically, once again, you have two oppositions, the moon opposite Neptune, and then the other side of the box is Pluto opposite Venus. Right. So that creates another rectangle. And Pluto is still in opposition to Mars. The light red line. Pluto is still in opposition to Mars. Yes, it is. Yeah, I talked about that yeah. in the first part. Okay. So so you have a trine, some trines. Some, thankfully, we have trines to Mercury. We have trine moon, trine Uranus, moon, trine Vesta, and a sextile to Venus. So that's where we start to feel like things are loosening up. It's again, the weekend. Um, it's interesting that the... Um, mm -hmm. The week, the middle of the week has had this cycle of being the most intense part. And then yeah. we start to feel a little relief by Saturday, Sunday. So we kind of get that again. Yeah, there might be some relief on the weekend, um, mostly probably because you'll be able to talk about whatever went on. Mm. Uh, whether you're just venting it or you'll you're be able to have to a understand it. You'll be able to have a good conversation yeah. with your two-faced person or <laughs> or whatever needs to happen um sometimes that can feel better sometimes you can have a conversation and come into a better understanding with someone for sure so that could totally happen yeah yeah so that's and the, the mystic week. rectangle essentially mm -hmm. is things on those four corners which has to do with psychic abilities and action and taking care of yourself in the moon and Pluto, so that's changed. So if you find yourself changing the way you do psychic things, uh, the mystic rectangle is like kind of telling you to do that. And that will become more important next week, I noticed. Right. Okay. All right. So hopefully that helps. <laughs> helps guide the week. You want to ask or add anything? Lacrosse? Lacrosse? Uh, yeah, I was... I was noticing how it was saying about the force of change. Um, like this past weekend, I ended up going to the mountains with my wife. And since we're in the season of the deer, I was excited and hoping I would see a deer. I didn't, but I did see a raven. Um, but anyway, um, which made me decide to really, really look into the deer. And uh, with everything that's happening with transgender um people such as myself with the children and everything that's happening it's time for people to start changing their mindset on what they think transgender is and believe it or not in the deer kind of gave me a confirmation uh only the males have antlers right one in 65 females grow antlers that even in nature itself the fact of transitioning for whatever reason it is there it is science and it's going to you know i i always want to quote like jurassic park um jeff goldblum life will find a way and i just found it really interesting that out of all you know normally you hear about it with amphibians but you don't hear about it with with actual mammals and the fact that this one will stand out, it will grow horns, it will take that lead. You know, it just, to me, it confirms something great and it just goes to show, I think people need to stop looking at it as how they do in this typical stereotypical way. So that's, so it's gotta change, it's gotta change. So I've heard, I've heard that with lions too, that there will be a female who will take on she grows a mane, she too. She grows a mane. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. on the pride, um, does what needs to get done. And I love it. Yeah. Nature will find a way. It's an interesting thing. Um, I was laughing because, you know, my grandchildren really love chickens. 
And um, they have a bunch of chickens in their house. Well, not in their house, right, but right. in the yard. In their yard. And, you know, it was Mother's Day, and they're showing me all their chickens, which was very cute and funny. But my granddaughter, who's trying to understand gay, she says about this one rooster, well, he doesn't want a mate. He's not a good mate. And he doesn't want, and I was like, oh. And then she said, he doesn't want babies. And I said, Maybe he's gay. <laughs> she yeah. was like, she, she's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But, you know, like, I'm just trying to, you know, I do know that there are some times that animals show gay, what would be seen as gay traits, you know, sure. uh, females mating, females so called mating with each other, having sex. Yeah. Um, and we don't really know why that happens. Um, and then, of course, there are intersex um, animals. There are intersex humans, and we don't yeah. know why. We just try to correct them as if there is something wrong with them. I And I personally think that's humanity's, like, first step, honestly, to understanding transgender, like, from a science perspective. I think one of the first steps is to well, let's stop mutilating intersex people as if something is wrong with them. Because I, I really honestly believe that there is not. Um, I think they're supposed to be that way. Absolutely. A human being is here to teach us all. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a reason for existing. And yep. to look at it in any other way to me feels like it's a loss for everyone. You're, 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 it's like trying to cut a color out of the rainbow. How stupid. You know, <laughs> I, would you do that? I will say that just the other day we were at the park and there were some Christians, um, and they had, you know, uh, Jesus is Lord or something like that written on their van. And I so wanted to, if I had a piece of that, like, you know, chalk stuff that you could write on, like the crayon that you can write on somebody's car with i would have put transgender is sacred yeah. um, I, that's what i wanted to write i so want to write that sometimes um just as much as they write jesus is lord and everything else um i just i i just feel like yeah and so is tr being transgender being transgender is 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 a divine path and so is being intersex and so is being a woman. All of them are special in their own way. And all paths are valid. And I just, um, it was my funny little joke. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, <laughs> while they were out on the dunes, I wanted to just come up and write transgender yeah. sacred on, <laughs> on their uh, it, it, it's It's sad because you, like, especially here in Pennsylvania, it's so predominantly Christian-oriented and it's it just goes to a whole different level that it doesn't even need to go you know with these people i'm like i i don't understand it i don't i don't get it yeah i'm it is what it is but you know i think eventually it's gonna even they're not gonna be able to fight it anymore because this is just a natural part of evolution and I'll say it till 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 the day I die. Don't get upset because I'm the next evolved human being. Don't get upset. Okay. It is what it is. And and you can accept it, you can embrace it. Maybe you can even learn something from it. Because right. then you would realize the sacredness of us being able to bridge that gap between two genders or three genders or four or what how many genders there are. We will bridge that gap. Because that right. is what we're called to do. So, right. but, or mix it up yeah. and just bring yeah. them both forward or show that yeah. gender is just unnecessary. Yeah. So, yeah. Or whatever it's got to be. And I just, yeah, I'm right there with you. And uh, our message is at Rainbow Soul, you matter. And we want to hear from you. We hope that this program helps you, that we're a safe space that inspires you. And hopefully this week is a good week for you. Yeah. And hopefully you can figure out what you're supposed to change, what you're supposed to adjust, um, and just just try to grasp a hold of that. Try to grasp a hold of 
whatever it is you need to change. Try not to dig your heels in. That'd yeah. be the trick. That'd be yeah. the hardest part. <laughs> I know even I love change, but sometimes I still dig my heels in. And then I'm like, why am I doing that? That's <laughs> so just embrace change. Yeah, exactly. Don't be scared of it. Right. That's it. Right. All right. We wish you all the best. Have a great week. All right. Make Bye -bye. sure to like, share, and subscribe. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. All right. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.